inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in in their millions right around the world. Lossestavshow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself, Bruno, and I'm joined by a man who's also regretting which celebrities from the 60s he didn't sleep with, my co-captain Damo. How are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you. Good evening to all the boys and girls out there on board the listenership. And as always, Greeno, the blockheads. In the millions. Tuning in right around the world. Uh, just before we kick off, Greeno, can I just go right off track? Just be- before we even get started on tonight's program, I feel mm. like I need to do one of these. Seems to be the hardest because... First, sorry, we've got a while. There's some, yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? Because I guess we've just been right about everything for so long. Um, tonight's Sorry Book, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's Sorry Book, Greeno, this is for the audience, the very small audience that we've managed to cultivate over nearly a decade of being on radio and podcasting. Four people <laughs> currently on Periscope. Four people yep. currently watching. So the, the extremely small audience that we've we've managed to heroically cultivate over these many, many years, uh, the loyal, dedicated fans, I need to apologise to them because we've been patting ourselves on the back here on this program for the last what, three weeks, like, hey, all of the audio problems that we used to have, like getting used to doing this shit by correspondence, we've got it under control, right? Don't panic, yep. guys. Smooth sailing right now. Smooth, smooth. smooth sailing from here on out. So recently, um, if you're not aware, I recently like refitted the studio and everything's like in a different place now. So I have monitors in different places than they used to be. The mixing desk is in a different place. And it, it takes a, a period of adjustment to get used to this. So we've been patting ourselves on the back here on this show for the last three weeks. Wow, we, we're just getting so fucking good at this audio production. I tell you what, I tell you what, trendsetters, we are absolutely kicking ass over here. <laughs> like it's like we, we we are absolutely professional when it comes to setting up the audio, getting this shit, getting this show done by a correspondence instead of being in the same studio at the same time. We're absolutely killing it. And then I start the intro to tonight's show, and then I hear the intro being repeated every 15 seconds on loop as it records itself and feeds itself back into the mixing desk. And so this happens for about 30 seconds, and I'm frantically looking around all of these monitors looking for a tab that might must happen to be open on the starting blocks DLive page. And I'm like, oh, yeah. where the fuck is where the fuck is this? I can't fucking find. Eventually I found it. But it was on my page, Greeno, because I started hosting the show on my D Live channel. So there you go. <laughs> so a nice, a nice sorry book and uh, a bit of a you dick for the audience. A bit of that. 
yeah, I, bit of that. Here, here I was frantically looking at my laptop, uh-huh. assuming that I was playing something through my cans yep. as well as the audio going through. <laughs> so it's good to know that I didn't fuck it up this week. You didn't <laughs> fuck it up this week. Tonight, this week, it's all about me. I fucked it up. So apologies. There we go. Well done. Now, Damo, uh, quick kimono pull to, to open the show. Right. I, I paid no attention to any news uh, at any point this week. So mm. I'm sitting there halfway through the intro going, shit, I don't know what topical gag I'm going to introduce you with. Mm. Let's quickly jump on. I couldn't see anything worth joking about uh, trending on Twitter. So I'm like, well, let's quickly jump on news.com and find something there. And news.com now, being the pinnacle of investigative, serious journalism here in this country, where you can find such stories as uh, what type of underwear celebrities prefer to wear and what, how long uh, you know a TV host spends sitting on the toilet. These are the kinds of stories you'll find on news.com. Heartbreaking journalism here. So uh, this is the first time I've jumped on to news.com in probably two and a half years, maybe. Um, there's you haven't nothing missed anything. It's, it's like the bold. I haven't missed and the be- anything. News.com is like the bold and the beautiful. You cannot watch it for two years and you'll still understand the storyline. You'll still know exactly who's sleeping with who, who we hate, who yeah. we love. It's all the same. You haven't missed anything. Exactly. Now, it, this is what uh, kind of stood out to me here, Damo. I'm looking at the top, you know, 10 articles to sh- quickly, fr- frantically trying to find something worth joking about. Okay. And I'm like, whoa, 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 this is meant to be a news website. Surely I've jumped onto like TMZ right. because these are the articles that are uh, the top uh, top rated articles on news.com. <laughs> and they are. <laughs> did, did he just drop out then? <laughs> Have we just lost Greeno all of a sudden? Uh, <laughs> well, this is very awkward. Uh, I think we've you just... Uh, now we've got you. Now we've got you. All right. Back on deck, excellent. Okay. Uh, where, where did you lose me? Uh, you, what, like right at the moment that counted. So it was like, these are the top articles trending on news.com, and it was just fucking silence. <laughs> excellent. Nothing's happening. Nothing's Nothing going happening. on. It's the Central Coast Report. <laughs> Central Coast com. Report. So number one article, Beck Judd slams dictated Dan for lockdown. Now, Beck Judd is the AFL wag who's currently in lockdown, in inverted commas, in a $7.3 million mansion. <laughs> Holy, must be tough, Dame. It must be tough, but Jesus Christ, I love. it seems I love Beck Judd now. <laughs> Good honour. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very unpopular uh, thing for a wag to do. So I, yeah. she's done this, one popular thing. Now I'm a fan. Up. Now I'm a fan. Okay. Now, this is news, David. Let's remember, these are, this is on a news article. This is meant to be journalism. Mm-hmm. Next one, shattered band stars tasteless joke. So an AFL star made a tasteless joke. That's the second uh, listed <sighs> article. Then we've got royal news, Damo, very important. Big problem with Meghan Markle's Netflix deal. <laughs> uh, then we get to how cops snared party boy in drug sting. So sort of newsworthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then, though, all good. We're back on track. Je- Jane Fonda reveals biggest sex regret. Uh, <laughs> what, like in the sixties? <laughs> in the sixties, she, she was disappointed she never never copped any of Marvin Gaye's dick. That's Marvin the, uh, Gaye. The, that's what yeah. she was up to. I thought she. I thought she was going to say something like she was gang banged by the Viet Cong, but unfortunately, uh, no, just missed out. No, on the, it was the lack of dicking that was the issue. Just missed out uh, on some of that <laughs> reggae dick. Oh well, that's a shame, isn't it? And then. Very importantly, Damo, uh, ex-wife staggering monthly cash demand mm. in relation to Dr. Dre's estranged wife. There's a top six articles top on an apparent news site. Now, do you remember when news used to be news, Damo, the good old days? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that long ago. But uh, the deterioration like has that. been happening for at least 30 years. And now, like, 
it's like that thing where they say, how did you go bankrupt? And they go really slowly at first and then really fast. So like the, yeah. the, the downfall of, you know, media, the downfall of journalism as an art, like we've, we've spoken about this before, the former opening batsman, opening bowler of the St. Clair Hawks under 12 Bs, uh, Joel Stefanowski. He, he is like a gifted journalist and he's working in like some shitty fucking job. And I'm like, why? Why aren't you, you know, working? He's like, I can't be fucking surrounded by these people. Like he, he's like, it's just a shitty fucking industry and filled with shitty people. <laughs> so it's like I can't do it. And it's like, but you're one of the good guys. You're one of the guys that needs to be doing this kind of work because you actually care. You have principles. You're ethical. And he's like, yeah, yeah, but you know, it sucks the life out of you. These people are trash. So you know, mm. you look at as the- good as no, it's gonna it's gonna be another two and a half years before I have to click on news.com. <laughs> It's good to know I don't need to be back anytime soon. Nice, Gary! <laughs> Damo, can you hit a story time for me, please, sir? Absolutely. Let's get into the show. Story I time. like stories about pinatas. Switching up the order a little bit here. I'm going to uh, story number two first. Now, uh, we've talked about it on the show over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Greeno's trying to find a house. I'm trying to buy a house. Yes. So it's it's all systems go. All my, my life revolves around... My current uh, working, uh, however many hours a week I do that, mm-hmm. and then the the rest of time is spent dealing with house-related shit. Right. So plenty of things going on. Now, this week we're at the point of the uh, transaction where we need to engage a solicitor. So the solicitor's... <laughs> I just wanted to test to <laughs> yes, make sure the alerts were working. <laughs> They're still working. They're still working. Uh, so solicitors are on board. So I've been engaging with solicitors throughout the course of the week, have, doing what they need to do, reviewing contracts, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as the week's gone on, they've uh, been kind enough to go, he, uh, by the way, here's the, uh, here's the fees. Here's what we're going to charge you for the services we're going to provide. Right. Read the document and sign it at the end, say you agree to pay X, Y, and Z, uh-huh. send it on back. Yep. I'm reading through and I'm like, I really should have paid more attention in legal studies because, quite frankly, ching, ching, Damo. Oh, yeah. Ching, ching. I'm oh, like, yeah. but, like, don't be wrong. I'm sure she does an amazing job. Wait, Great she's, work. she's Chinese? Know, is that what you're saying to me? Maybe. <laughs> she's not Chinese. So, and sex. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are, are, you saying the, are you saying the real estate agent's Chinese, Greeno? No, I'm talking about my solicitor. Ching, ching. No, oh, your ching. solicitor's Chinese. You know, you mm. should be you should be very careful about, you know, throwing around those kinds of racial slurs, especially on a podcast. You know, you should pay yeah. more attention to legal studies, ching ching. What are you what are you trying to insinuate that Asian people study harder? Is that what you're trying to say? Let's move on. <laughs> I'm, I'm this so, week this week we're cancelling Greeno. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm out. He's done. out. He's done. He's dead it's gonna be the starting Give block me. with Boogie Bumper. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna amalgamate the starting block into the daily boogie. It'll become a segment on the daily boogie, and we're gonna do story time yeah. and Don Camaro, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, didn't you used to host this with a guy named Greeno?" It's like, "Yeah, but yeah, but then he offended Chinese people, and we can't have that." Canceled. You got cancelled live on the live on the show. <laughs> it's too close to our, our Vietnamese fans; they, they they can't have it. No, no, um, yeah, yeah, that's so- true. That's true. It depends on which Vietnamese though. So some Vietnamese will be pro-China. Some Vietnamese are very anti-China. So it depends which, like, do we want to get more niche Like, being big in Vietnam like we are is kind of a niche already. Do we want to go ultra-niche and then, like, separate? Maybe we can start a new Vietnam war. The pro-block versus the anti-block, Greener. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Be 
Kingmakers. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop that in okay. segment six. Excellent. Um, Unfortunately, I think to so, I think to do that kind of thing, we're going to need some of that Jew money, though. So you really should pay more attention in legal studies, Greener. We could have been further further so. down the track on that one. So I'm going through the thing. I've got my base base fee ready, looked at, excellent. Mm. Then I see the list of extra extra costs that may be involved. So if we do these twenty things. On top of what the base rate is, uh-huh. we're going to charge you this, this, and this. Gotcha. I'm like, excellent. Mental note, don't ask them to do any of this stuff because I'm not paying for it. <laughs> but someone's got so to do it, though. The, I'll, I'll work around it. I'll find a way. <laughs> so then after it, it's like, here's, here's the rate per hour if we do anything other than the things that are on this list uh-huh. but still provide services. Right. And it's 320 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. And they charge in they charge in six minute blocks. Ching ching ching. So it's not like oh, so it's not like oh, you know, if we yeah, if we if we only work for twenty minutes, ah, it's not quite an hour. We're not going to charge you. No, no, no. Six minute blocks. Six. I'm up for you know the equivalent of three twenty divided by divided by six. Six so, minute blocks. Six minute blocks. Now so, I know you. Know. you. You're a very tight guy. You don't mm-hmm. like spending money at the best of times. I imagine now that you're aware of this six minute block, you know thing. If she gets up to make herself a fucking cup of coffee, you'll be like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, not on your time, bitch. You're on my, not on my time, bitch. You sit down. If you don't have a coffee when I walk into the office, you're not having a fucking coffee. Uh, I need to go to, to take a piss. I need to take a toilet. Well, I'm stopping the clock. So if you yeah. wipe, you, if you wipe, this is coming out of your salary. <laughs> better, better do a half flush. It's quicker. Exactly. <laughs> Get your ass back. It's gonna cost me some money. You, we better. You better take that laptop into the fucking toilet, sweetheart. <laughs> You know what? But we're anyway. all we're all going into the toilet with you. Let's. Why don't we put yeah. a desk in there? Come on, time is money. You know, time is money. Let's not waste it. A hundred percent right. So anyway, had to go in yesterday to sign the contracts, but obviously uh, the wife is going. We have to take the kiddies with us. Kids are at home yesterday, right? So the kiddies come in. We're in the in the boardroom. We're reading through the contracts. We're asking our questions. Blah blah blah. We get all that done, mm. and we did it in a very tight time frame. It was good. No mucking about. It was like all right. Pen, paper, you read this while I'm signing the other one. Yep. So we're being proactive. We're making sure shit's getting done in a timely manner. Well, because you're on the clock. So six, minute, that, six minute blocks. You gotta you gotta get six minute blocks. You gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta get it done. Give me two pens. I'll sign simultaneously. <laughs> one so, for each hand. <laughs> one uh, each hand. I'm sure I can sign my feet. We'll be sweet. And then when you get a divorce, it's gonna be like it seems that uh the husband was having a stroke on this particular day where he signed this <laughs> this particular form when you match it up with his usual autograph. <laughs> Spot on. So I get to the end of the contract, I'm like, excellent, you know, any any queries, let us know. Uh-huh. But during this time, my daughter's been very talkative, right? Mm-hmm. So she's been yapping the ear off of wait, the- Wait, more, the, wait, more talkative than normal? Because she's already very talkative. So are we talking like oh, above yeah. and beyond? We're talking above and beyond. Oh, like God. She was like, during this time, I'm getting our 320 worth. I'm going to tell <laughs> this lady my life story. And she's only four. You gotta sit there and listen. (laughs) But she was squeezing them all in. Excellent. Did she tell him about the dragon? She did not tell him about the dragon. Oh, I'll save that for next time. (laughs) Save that for next time. So anyway, we get to the end. As we're walking out, she's like, I just want to tell the lady one more thing. So she's sitting there and proceeds to tell her once again some completely uh, fictional tale she's made up in her head that she saw on a TV show. Mm-hmm. And as she's telling the story, I'm like, this is all very cute. The lady's smiling and nodding and, and kind of going, oh, you know, very adorable. And then I realized 
My daughter's been talking for about five minutes. <laughs> Did you take She's, You're going to have to take it out so, of her pocket money once you start giving her so, pocket money. <laughs> so this is literally what I said. I'm like, Paige, you've got to, you've got to stop talking because this lady is just about to charge me 320 to listen to your story about dinosaur train. <laughs> I, I, I'm, taking, I'm taking that out of your piggy bank if I get you know, I get hit for a six-minute block. No, and then I, I dragged her out of there, so she didn't charge me any more money. There you about, go. That's the end of my story. How about that? <laughs> that's a great fucking story, by the way. Uh, where's, where's my story time? Because I've changed, I've changed from um, portrait to landscape view on the soundboard, and now it's fucking my shit up. Ah, uh, there we I go. I like stories about pinatas. I was going to say she she hasn't even she's not even close to being a teenager, and she's already sending you broke. Hundred oh, percent. Like she's not even in <laughs> kindergarten yet, and she's already costing you hundreds of dollars an hour. Like wait till she wants looking a car and the, shit. Looking forward to the breakdown on the invoice of like, hey, there was there was the seventy dollars my daughter cost me for dinosaur train stories to the legal assistant. Yeah, this is coming out of your sweet sixteen birthday party. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Cash now. Fantastic. So, Damo, quick, another quick story time because I know you got one coming up. Absolutely, this. I like uh, stories about pinatas. So we talked last week about the move of like, what am I allowed to take? Mm. Uh, what, what's mine? What's what's the landlord? So I'm, I'm trying to work these things out. You decide now. You decided. Legal. You decided we're going to take the light bulbs out of like the, the out of the fixtures. Yeah. Because I, I purchased the light globes and put them into the fixtures. Yeah. So my theory is I own the globes, so I'm entitled to take all the light globes with me. <laughs> I just, the light globes aren't cheap, Damo. Yeah. Well, I, I love like the I, I love the idea that like when you move out, the landlord is going to try to show somebody around the house and flick the light on, and then realize like it's fucking pitch dark in there, and he's going to go around and look at all torch. the fittings. Yeah. Because <laughs> bring when, a torch, bring a candle. <laughs> when you get exactly because when you get your bond back, what landlord right is going to check the light bulbs? Nobody no will. One. So he's going to go around 100%. and go, yeah, everything looks great, everything's fine. But when you sell a house or when you try to get a renter in, you always put all the lights on, right? To like make yeah. it bright and appealing. So he's going to bring somebody through and try to flick the lights on. He's going to be like, that sneaky son of a bitch stole all the light bulbs. Steal <laughs> them. I own them, sir. I own them. I so I, I've got to make up for my legal cash. So I'm still trying to look at other ways to uh, to save a buck. Mm-hmm. So looking around the house this week, and, and I've had a look around. I'm like, hang on a sec. The batteries in the smoke alarm, Damo. I purchased those batteries. <laughs> yes, yes right. or no in the chat. <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to take the batteries out of the smoke alarms because I, pur- I purchased those batteries? It was BYO batteries for the smoke alarm. They're my batteries, right? BYOBB. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mate. That's my story. <laughs> hit, hit the story button. Oh. I like stories about pinatas. Are we allowed to take the batteries out of the smoke alarm? I don't, you know, you're not going far enough. How about this for an idea, Greeno? Have you ever done any gardening in that place? Mate, mate, I, I, I was out. I spent all last, uh, what day did I see you? I saw you Saturday. Uh-huh. I spent all last Sunday in the mm-hmm. fucking yard, weeding, pruning. Okay. I did a weed and feed to make sure the backyard looks schmick. Here's my I, question. Uh, here's, here's my yeah. question. Are you entitled to leave your rental property with a wheelbarrow full of cow shit <laughs> from the garden bed, Greedo? Did you ever put fertilizer uh, on the garden bed? I don't. I, I don't do a manure. No. Uh, uh, 
Are if you... I did, however, well, hang on, uh, sugar mulch sugar that mulch. I did have in there, I, I did bag back up and leave it at the, at the full space <laughs> for, my, for my next veggie patch. <laughs> Fantastic. Nice, Gary. <clears throat> All right. Well, you this look- is my new favorite segment. For the next six weeks, it's my new favorite segment. Yeah. What am I entitled to take from my rental property? No, that's a great. That's a great fucking segment. Um, I've got a story for you, and I think you'll. Appreciate I like it. stories about pinatas because it's kind of in the same vein. Now, we were. You came over last weekend. You dropped in. We had a little chat. And the thing about Green Eye and myself six is, months. That's the longest we haven't physically seen each other in years because of the whole lockdown shit. Um, yeah. And you know what? To be fair, if we didn't, if the lockdown shit never happened, you probably would still be coming into the studio every week. I never would have refit the studio. You might not even be moving now. So, exactly. And we would have lost that great content. So all's exactly. well that ends well. Exactly. So now we have the best segment that we've ever had. What am I entitled to leave with when I stop renting? So it was yeah. entirely worth it. The lockdown was worth it. Um, so, Get our top battery from the smoke alarm, really. We've peaked early on that segment. Yeah, we should have saved the battery out of the smoke alarm for like, you know, further should have down worked the road. Into it. <laughs> yeah. So I've got a story for you. It's a retail story. Now, what we've, the difference between Greeno and myself is like, one of the differences is the way we approach money is very different. Now, Greeno's a very, he's an accountant, but he's a forensic accountant for a living. So, He's like more minded. His his mind is more focused on you know like keeping track of things, whereas I'm the kind of guy like look after every buck. Right, but for me, money's not that important to me. So like I just I need it when I need it, and when I don't need it, I don't care. So like if I need like say a drill bit from the hardware store, but I don't know what kind of drill bit. I like I'll go down to the hardware store knowing that I need a particular kind of drill bit. But then I get to the hardware store and I'm looking at the drill bits and then I can't remember which kind of drill bit that I need. And if there's like five different kinds of drill bits, I'll be like, I'll just buy all five. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's got to fit one of them. (laughs) And then, you know, my wife will say, why don't you take the rest back? And I'm like, nah, you never know when you're going to need it. And then, of course, you you lose the spare ones over time and then you have to go and repeat the whole process, you know, four or five times. So Spare one. Exactly. So that's the kind of guy I am. So, and... When it comes to retail shopping, like, you know me, Greeno, I, I like to go into a store. I want to talk to a clerk. I want to touch what I'm buying. Um, and I decided to give this online shopping lark a gamble during the week. Now, as is the, the online shopping. Yes, I did the online shopping clothes, Greeno, online shopping for clothes. Which See, is that's the one thing risky. I don't buy online. I buy I everything know. else online, not the clothes. I need to I need to test them. I need to wear them. Yeah, see, I've never liked the idea of putting clothes on in a store anyway. Like, if I buy a shirt, I'm not trying it on first. Like, I'm just be like, nah, it it'll, it fits. Again, because this is the whole thing. I'd rather buy three shirts and have one of them fit than, like, go in there and try on shirts and get one and then walk out. You know what I mean? Shirt, shirts aren't the issue for me. It's the pants. I need a comfortable fit with a pants. A good pants. And, and the pants, I need, I need crutch space. I, I just need, I need breathing room. So the, the pants, mm. I, I need to try on. Yeah, well, the shirts, the pants, I, I understand. Shirts are a different story. So yeah. I decided to give this online shopping lark a run. And I, as is the tradition on this show, Greeno, we never mention the name of the retailer that we're complaining about. But if no, we it, do. no, we never do that. But it would be something like Ron Bennett menswear. 
like we're not saying it is. We're not saying it is Ron Bennett. Let's for a hypothetical situation, correct? Let's just say this this particular story played out at Ron Bennett's men, uh, yeah, mentor. Just, just if if you were going to think of one, it would be p- perhaps it might be similar to Ron Bennett menswear, but it wasn't. Not I'm not it. saying it's Ron Bennett menswear. Yeah, correct. But. It, for, for the point of argument, let's let's just pretend it is. Let's just pretend like it might be something similar to Ron Bennett menswear. Yep. So I put in an order, Greeno. Get this: um, three plain black polo shirts, size six, <laughs> six extra large. Because I'm a big guy, right? Um, but I'm. It's not so, so much. You're not a six XL. Yeah. That's like that's that's obese fat man type size. Yeah. No, I've got a bit of a belly these days, but it's more for the height because I like a shirt that like is big, like that hangs low. The problem hangs is low. the like problem a, is when you're like a, a tall boo-boo. guy. Yeah, the it's problem is when you're exactly when you're a tall guy like me, all of your shirts like just barely come to the waistline, and I don't like okay. that. I like I've always liked baggy clothes, but the problem is mm-hmm. when you're really tall, it's quite difficult to get baggy clothes. So. Yep. I've I've ordered three plain polo shirts for six L, and one uh and, and pardon me three plain t shirts six L one polo shirt for six L one with a collar, and that's it. So four shirts in total. So <clears throat> I get a delivery earlier in the week. I get the one six L polo shirt, and I get one t shirt four X four X right four XL. And so I'm, miss, I'm missing two shirts, and the one shirt that I got is not the size that I asked for. But here's, here's, the, here's the delicious part about this, Greeno. The receipt that I got and the delivery docket on the package says three times 6XL black T-shirts, but that's not what's in the package. Huh. So you can see the problem already, right? Because if they had have just sent me three shirts that were the wrong size, then I could send three shirts back and say these are the wrong size. They sent me one shirt back, which is the wrong size. But on the docket, it says that I received what I ordered, but that's not what was in the package. See, if I contest this, right, they can say to me, well, we sent it to you too fucking bad, can't they? Because it, like, there's no proof. I can't prove that I didn't receive what's on the docket. So... All I have to go on is my word. So I email them. Well, before we get to the email, there's a return function on the website of this store, which isn't necessarily Ron Bennett, but might be if you were thinking about it. Uh, If you were looking for a similar kind of situation, it could be something like Ron Bennett, but definitely not Ron Bennett menswear, perhaps, maybe. And so there's a return function on their website. Now, when you go to return a product on this company's website, you can only return what is in their system that you ordered, right? So the only option I have to return the shirts is return three uh, black T-shirts, 6XL. But I don't have three black T-shirts, 6XL, Greeno. I've got one T-shirt, which is 4XL. One T-shirt and 4XL. <laughs> so there's no option for me to return something that I didn't receive. So Ooh. I write them an email and I say, look, there's no option on their website to return something that I didn't receive. Um, the two options, the two you know situations that I can come up with is either one, you're trying to rip me off, by yeah. no, you know, or two, uh, your employee is too much of a fucking idiot to read a simple invoice. <laughs> like this, I, I actually wrote fucking idiot in the email. Yeah. I get an email back last night. Okay, mm-hmm. wait until you hear this. Now think about customer service. Okay. 
Listen we're not saying the, this came from Ron Bennett menswear. We're not saying it but, came from Ron Bennett menswear. No. Definitely not. For the sake of argument, let's pretend it did. Let's pretend like it was. Just so like as a hypothetical, like just as a random company picked out of nowhere. So we, we feel like we need to put a name to it. Name to it. We better just whack, whack a random name. Let's put Ron Bennett Men's Work. Yeah, purely hypothetical. So I get this email back last night. Wait till you fucking hear this shit. So first of all, he says, the, the person who writes back an email says to me, we don't appreciate the abusive language, Gruno. <laughs> So I'm getting lectured first, straight out of the game. Already? Yeah. Yeah. The next thing- They're, they're washing your mouth out with soap already to start the report. Correct. Fantastic. The next thing I get is, have you tried the shirt on because it's a big cut? So the 4XL actually wears like a 6XL. So- Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Was that in the advertising though? Because if you'd no, known that- No. Isn't the 6XL going to wear like an 8XL? Well, exactly my point. What would now you need to return the six XL too big. <laughs> uh, this is exactly my point. So hang on, hang on. You're sending your you, people are buying six XLs, but you're sending four XLs because the four XLs wear like six XLs. What happens when yeah. somebody orders a four XL? Does it wear like a two XL? What happens when somebody orders a zero? Does that wear like a, a minus two? Like, why aren't thousands of people returning their shirts? <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't it be far less complicated to just have, if somebody ordered a four, you send them a four instead of having yeah, to explain like in an email every single time? Well, I know, actually, our fours are sixes. Our twos are fours. <laughs> our zeros are twos. Right. So I didn't. Our sixes are sixes, though, so you better keep that one. All right. So I didn't fucking buy that shit for a second. So. Yeah. And then he says, look, we're sorry we couldn't make it um, a better experience for you. Just send it back and we'll give you the money back. But then it didn't say where to send it to or who to address it to. It was just like, send yeah. it back and we'll give you your money back. Now, the problem is if I send this shit back, right, just in an envelope because he didn't give me anything, if I just send it back, they then have my money. I have to pay for the postage to send it back, first of all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's your postage now. Right? And then they have my yeah. money and my products and they have no – uh, reason to send me what I actually ordered because according to them, according to their records, on the docket that they sent me in the delivery invoice, I got what I w I got what I ordered. Yeah. So it's a fuck it's a fucking scam. And <laughs> and on on top of that, uh, you know, like just to get lectured, and the 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 email that he sent said was like, we've sent out thousands of these shirts and nobody has ever complained about the online portal before. It's like, oh, well, I guess that everybody's happy. But I can't use the return function. I can't return something that I didn't receive in the first place. Do you understand that? Like, yeah. does that make sense to you? Again, uh, we're not pointing any fingers here. We're not pointing out any names. Uh, but hypothetically, it would be somebody like Ron Bennett menswear. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Damo, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, like, I'm a fixer here. Uh, do you want to close that story, and then I'll, I'll tell you my fixer? Well, I'll close the story with this. I after that this whole experience, which I'm still trying to sort through, I jumped onto uh, cheap and nasty Lowe's menswear greener. You know, Lowe's, yeah. the cheap and nasty. Because I actually mm -hmm. went to this particular store because I wanted quality stuff. I wanted nice cotton shit, right? I thought, fuck it, I should have just gone to Lowe's in the first place. On the Lowe's website, I was in and out in fucking under four minutes, and I guarantee you everything that I ordered will show up because it's Lowe's, right? Because it's cheap yeah. and nasty. So there you go. That's my story. I like stories about pinatas. 
All right. So, Damo, the the outcome of this is they've they've asked you if you're unhappy with the product, return. Can you return the product? And we'll give you a refund. Is that correct? Sorry. Say again. So the the outcome of this is they've said to you, if you're unhappy with what you got, return the product, and we will give you a refund. Yes, but they didn't acknowledge in our correspondence that they didn't send me what I asked for. That's the thing. I'm a fixer here, sir. Okay. I've got you covered. Okay. So they said return the shirts. Now, according to their records, they sent you four shirts, correct? Yes. Now, you didn't receive four shirts. You received two shirts, correct? Correct. So you've got to magically create two shirts that you've been charged for. (laughs) Okay. Right? Yep. Yep. So what I'm saying is you you keep the two shirts that you have got that let's say they cost you 60 bucks each. Let's say you're 120 in the hole, but you're 240 in the hole because you bought four shirts at 60. Hmm. But you've got $120 worth of merch. Mm-hmm. Now they have, they didn't say which shirts to to send back. Ah, just send So what I'm proposing to back. you is right. you you never received two of those shirts anyway. Yeah. So you can send any shirts back. And my theory is you should be entitled to a refund because you never received two of those shirts. That's right. So I say we go to the Salvos, we get ourselves some five cent tees yep. in 6XL that feel like an 8XL. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm on. Yeah. And send back about a buck worth of shirt. Yeah. That should put you, and then we take the postage out of it. So, you know, let's call that five bucks. Mm-hmm. Ten, so I still probably reckon ten. We we'll call it ten. I'm going to call it a ten. For the post, we'll come out. We should come out a clean 110 in front. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I don't know anything about retail. You don't know anything about the op shop. We fixed it, Greener. Yeah, we fixed it. Well done. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Damo, we're going to wrap up this because we've been gone for almost uh, 40 minutes already. Somehow, Jesus with Christ. Two- Really pointless segments. Uh, but we're going to go to segment three and then go to an ad. Uh, now I've got to actually find what segment three was because we just got lost in the. Uh, here we go. All right, so, Damo, uh, a lot of bad things have happened over the last six months, mm. uh, and, and I came across this. And this is, once again, this is uh, the big issues, the big issues around the world, Damo. We like to focus on the big issues. Okay. One of the biggest issues this week was uh, an actress called Bella Thorne. I don't know what Bella Thorne is in. I, think she, I think she was a child actress, and then she accused, she- like, Hollywood executives of, like, sexually abusing her and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I think she was a child That's actress, though, Bella Thorne. Yeah. Thorn. Here we go. You are right. She uh she was in a Disney Channel series there called Shake It Up. Shake It Up. Um, never heard of it. She, never heard of it. That's why I don't know it. So anyway, she caused a bit of outrage this week where she went on to a, to an adult site and mm. and posted some pictures that you have to pay for a subscription for. And these photos. Oh, And so these pictures were allegedly nude pictures. So mm. people are like, well, fucking celebrity, bit of, bit of celebrity tit. Fucking nude celebrity. Hand people haven't, people, yeah. the people who haven't heard of the free websites where you can get nude celebrities, mm. they've like, well, I can't wait to hand over money for this, for this B grade child <laughs> actor's titties. I can't wait to see them. How much do you want? So she, <laughs> Le- she was charging my 200, checkbook. $200. $200. $200. $200. $200. $200. $200. That's like $200 is like, you know, six um, 4XL, which are actually 6XL shirts for me. That's it. I could be dressed for a week. The equivalent of three of my daughter's story to my solicitor. Um, (laughs) 
So she, but she was charging 200 bucks, but it turns out when people paid the 200 and opened up the photo, she wasn't actually nude. Oh, so there was no tip. She, got, she honey trapped them, Greta. I think that's what it's called, exactly. honey trap or a bear honey or a truddy honey trap. Trapped. Suddenly, uh, not too sure. Right. So the the site, OnlyFans, said, well, we need to change our rules. Ah. So if you say there's tit, mm. there better be tit. So mm. they had to, you know, Basically uh, messing up, but what they end up, what they'd end up doing is that end up uh, costing legitimate sex workers mm-hmm. cash because of new rules that they'd introduced. So <sighs> it was basically, you know, the the child actor, uh, former child actor Bella, she, she's all fine. She's got her two hundred, but now the people that need the cash. Uh, who actually are to expose the struggling less <laughs> the struggling less attractive non famous sex workers, Greta. Exactly, she's now taking food out of their right? mouth or meth out of their food pipe. However, you want to look at it. So, so Bella Thorne has had to issue an apology to the sex workers because <laughs> of this and, and the outrage she's caused. And it got me thinking, Damo. Twenty twenty is amazing. Can we start thinking? Can we start thinking about the sex workers? <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week so check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. And old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school, we'd sit and watch all the best cartoons. Eating cereal until it was noon. We never thought that 30 years later it'd still be cool. Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, the best way to do so would be via the little blue bird. Follow Greeno at the starting block, one where we drop the K at the end. Follow myself at Boogie Bumper. 
And uh, just keeping, I was just catching up with Victor Von Schroom's comments in the chat, Greener. Victor Von Schroom has like a, a fantastic like legal workaround for our little, um, definitely not Ron Bennett menswear problem. So, okay. So uh, have a listen to this. If you send it back, send them, uh, send it back with a stamp shortage so they have to pay the difference. Then you have, and if they, ref- if they refuse it, then send it back to me. Then you have legal grounds for them refusing to accept a return package. Uh, they could just deduct it from your refund, which again is a legal ground for misrepresentation. <laughs> he said, I love to do this crap when I get a fine from the government by paying two cents more so they can't accept it, but they can't raise the fine for late fees. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, that's next level dick move that's, that's like, to the point that's where like Lex it's Luther, brilliant. That's like Lex Luther level of fucking like that super is, villain that shit. That- Fantastic. I love that. Absolutely fantastic. That is great. <laughs> and then you go, he, he, uh, with the, and now he's brought up one with the uh, Bella Thorne. I'd sue Disney for having a client that showed no boobs. Leave the sex side alone. Disney will settle to not be named in the court papers. <laughs> nice, Gary. Is, got to get Victor a segment in this show. <laughs> got to get Victor Victor's a segment. Yeah, <laughs> legal, <laughs> legal eagle, Victor. Well, that's what we're called. Yeah, legal I eagle. like it. Fantastic stuff. Um, okay. Where do we do? We are we cancelling? Are we doing the Milo rankings, or do we want to do uh, our uh, FM segment? We're going to do Milo rankings. Okay. Uh, we're going to skip cancelling this week. But uh, quick Greeno story time, Damon. Absolutely. The, the I like stories about pinatas. Have you ever found? I just uh, had a moment uh, during the ad break where I'm like, "Oh, look, I need to stay hydrated. Better grab another beer." Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I've, got, I've got a couple of fridges in my house. I got one in the garage. I got a couple in the in the kitchen. Yeah. And the beers are normally in the kitchen, but I normally just have a couple in the garage for during the show, so I can just you know duck in, grab one during the ad break. Can I? Can I, I interrupt? Can I interrupt your story? I like stories about yeah. pinatas. I like story. stories about pinatas. I do the same, but in completely in reverse. So in <laughs> my house, <laughs> swear to God. So in my house, I have a bar fridge. So that's where I keep the alcohol. The alcohol stays in the studio with me, and then during the show, I put a little bit of alcohol out in the kitchen for my wife, so she doesn't have to walk in during the show. <laughs> I like stories about pinatas. It's like here's your allowance for the next hour, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, do we need to reopen my story now? Absolutely. I like stories about pinatas. Yes. So I've, I've, I've had a look earlier in the day. Tomorrow's shopping day, right? So yep. up early, get the shopping out of the way nice I, and early before I like a good. I, I love a good, like, early morning Saturday shop. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's the it, best, man, because I hate people. I'm, I'm yeah. anti-people. You know me. I just, I'd rather not be around people. So I like getting there, like, doors open, I'm in, I'm out. I interact with, like, three Correct. other humans. Correct. It's fantastic. Like it's it's that it's that early in the morning mm-hmm. that they let me get a full trolley through the six items or less row. Right, exactly. That's how early it is. Yeah. They're like, we've got nothing else to do. We're sitting there standing, doing fuck all. You can bring your whole trolley through the twelve items or less. Exactly. Thing. I mean, ideally, a weekday shop is like the preferred. But how often do you have a day? Because you you don't want to do an early morning shop and then no, work. Uh, you, you can't do the weekday shop because that's when the the school mums are there, man. Yeah, but not at it's, seven it's in the morning, busier. six in the morning. So you know, nah, some you can, like to do it before before school drop off. Yeah, you, yeah, it could be right. Okay, that's fair enough. And then the school mums are like, "I've had such a hard week dropping off little Timmy and little Kimmy to school 
Um, I need to sleep in. Mummy needs her beauty sleep. So they don't get up till nine. See, if you're hitting the supermarket on a Saturday after 9am, it's a fucking battle. It's a war zone it's, in there. I, I see it as I'm leaving because I'm out before nine. Right. So it's, it's basically, I'm seeing the chaos that's about to ensue. Yeah. I'm already out by then. I'm, I'm good to go. Yep. But right, right on my list today, and obviously you've got to get, you've got to get do the booze run. So you're like, well, it's all part of the grocery shop. I'm only leaving once. Okay. I'm not wasting petrol money. It's all going to be one round trip. Correct. No fucking around. Yep. Um, so I had a look in the, the main fridge today, and I'm like, ah, oh, I've got like half a case left. Um, I probably should pick up a case tomorrow. But have opened up the bar fridge, hmm. and I'm like, fuck me, I forgot there's like a whole case in the fridge. Oh, I love surprise beers, Greeno. Surprise oh, beers. I'm like, it's a sensational. Yep. Um, it's absolutely made my evening. Uh, that was my story. Oh, good uh, I like stories that. about pinatas. Now, Damo, one of the, the favourite parts of our show is uh, none <laughs> Do we other have one? <laughs> do we have one? <laughs> we do. Okay. It's it's for me anyway. It's it's the Milo rankings. Yeah, I know, to be fair, uh-huh. I didn't like the Milo rankings until about a month ago when we discovered a whole subsection of new Milo subcategories that we can add to the Milo rankings. And yeah, now it's right. become one of my favourite segments because that discussion for me, you know me like Greener, I'm a strategy guy. Like I like to dive deep into like the psychology of people, how they interact with the world, what they're thinking, trying to predict their moves, like what, you know, how they're trying to work things around. So that aspect of the Milo rankings, I'm a big fan of. When it was just like three or four items, uh, who cares? It's not, it's not making any difference to my life. But the discussion, the debate between what's better, Milo with milk cold or Milo without milk hot, like that's, that I can talk about that kind of shit for hours. Mm-hmm. It's very Spot important, on. and and then we had we had worlds colliding this week when uh, be the return to be tonight. By the way, kids, after what a six seven week hiatus, yeah, um, I'd say um, he's Welcome back on back. deck and he's got a cracking uh, cracking Earth report ready to go. Don't say cracking, Greeno, yeah. because don't say cracking because you may be you know bringing up something. His wife did break many bones in her body, so when yeah, he's, he's he's come back with a cracking good report. Do not use the word cracking. That's uh, I think that's don't use the word cracking. very offensive. Uh, yeah. Breaking no, news just, from BE tonight. <laughs> Break a leg, yeah, I don't, BE. I don't, you to be honest, I don't, I don't want to fracture our relationship with BE. So I'll, I'll he may my he may splinter um, he may splinter off and create his own show. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Nah, but now we're just fucking plastering this shit everywhere. Um, <laughs> So, nice, Gary. so basically, <laughs> BE got attached this week, and he's like, boys, worlds are colliding here because on Gogglebox, the fucking crazy Malakas. Crazy Malakas. Woo. One of, the, one of the new stars of Gogglebox yeah. is a Milo. Really? We've got a new Milo. Another new Milo, Milo to so add to the rankings. Every time we find a new Milo, we've got to redo the rankings to make sure we're all good to go. Yeah, and just so, think uh, and just think how good, how, just think how far better off the Gold Coast Titans would be if they uh, took our advice all those years ago, Greeno, to rename themselves the Gold Coast Crazy Malakas. Crazy Malakas. That's yeah. what's holding them back, Damo. And then, haven't, made a, <laughs> haven't made a final series in, what, five years? Exactly. We gave this suggestion four years ago. Exactly. We should be running a professional sports team. And then you, remember, you also had the side story to that was, you know, the North Sydney Bears keep trying to come back into the competition, but nobody wants the North yeah. Sydney Bears anymore. They're old hat. Uh, you know, they're the early 1900s. They're a dead team now. Nobody cares. 
what if we rename them the Gogglebox Bears? <laughs> Bears all of a sudden, they're getting all the ratings. That's it. It's all about ratings. Yeah. Fans, they love their Gogglebox. Wouldn't, well it, be, wouldn't it be nice funny. to have the Gogglebox Bears versus the Gold Coast Malakas instead of Brisbane on a Friday night? No, no. Gold Coast Crazy Malakas. Crazy Malakas. So actually get the full name in. Um, that reminds me. We, it's been a while since fans love their Thursday night footy. I have to bring that back next week. Yeah, see how it's going. So... With, with that being said, it's time to redo the Milo rankings. Number okay. one, as always, you know, it's going to be hard to top this one. Milo the drink. Milo always, the drink. Like, Correct. The drink. Now, now that's just the drink in general. Yeah. Uh, we haven't got to the subplots of said drink yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's we, vital. We, that's more. That's key. Uh, that's vital because we, we've just gone, we're, we're going to encompass Milo the drink number one, and then we'll break it down. Yeah. Uh, number, number two this week, though, mm. the Milo bar. The Milo bar, the chocolate bar, like the candy bar. Like the candy bar. The okay. Milo bar, uh, you can have it with, you can have it without yogurt. The fact it's got options like that mm. has seen it jump to number two. Mm. We, we call that in the business of the Milo ranking screener, we call that versatility. Do you yeah, have you, – you're going to have to have versatility if you're going to get onto the Milo rankings. You know, we love Milo Kerrigan, but he's kind of a one-trick pony. Until we can have Milo <laughs> Kerrigan with yogurt – then he's not going to be able to make his way up the Milo rankings like Milo the candy bar. The candy bar, that's right. Uh, We've then got cold Milo drink. Cold Milo drink. Milo. So that's the one where uh, the rule is you've got to whack the Milo in first, uh, then fill that fucker up with milk, and then stir the shit out of it till it floats to the top, and then give it a bit more of a swirl till it turns brown and chocolatey. Can I bring up a potentially very controversial point with Milo the drink cold, Greeno, cold Milo. Have you heard this theory? Now, there's a lot of names for people who do this. I think of them as terrorists. Uh, People who put Milo in the mug first. (laughs) People who put Milo in the mug first and and then add, like, just a little smidgen of boiling water to turn it into, like, a paste, into, like, a slurry, and then put the milk in. Yeah, I I consider these people to be the the most dangerous people amongst us, because yeah, the part of the the psychological the, the, profiling exactly yeah. these are the serial killers of tomorrow. The the part of the joy of having Milo the drink cold is you would think it would be counterproductive. Like if you buy a co- a cup of coffee and you see coffee granules floating in the top, that's disgusting. But with yeah. a cold Milo, that's part of the joy because, like, you also get – you can do that little move. You remember where you get the little spoon and then scoop the granules off the top of the cold Milo and eat that shit? That's it. Right? Or so, wait till the end till it becomes a milky Milo-y sludge. Exactly. And then it becomes its own little treat. Right. So you can have the sludge after you drink it, but you can't make it a sludge before you put the milk in. I think we generally agree there. Correct. Okay. That's the rule. It's got to be an organic sludge. Right. If, as soon as it becomes an unorganic sludge, I don't want any part of it. It's a very controversial point tamp- in the Milo community. Yeah, you, you, you're tampering with the natural order of the world if you start putting boiling water on there for a cold Milo. Exactly. That's uh, the you top can't three. be making no sludge. So that's that's a top that's three. That's number three. Uh, number four, name, number green four green. is hot Milo. The reason okay. – oh, sorry. No, well, I was going to say number four. Uh, before you go to number four, uh, can yeah. I raise Milo on cornflakes? Ooh. Dusted now, on the cornflakes. Now, now you're getting into. Uh, I'm going to say no, and I'm, I'm going to strike that from the record because there is a Milo cereal. Mm-mm. So I don't think adding Milo to an exi- a, an alternate cereal. Then we've got conflicting Milos. Well, okay, but here's hear me out here. Growing up as a kid, 
I wasn't allowed to have like all of those really sugary cereals. Like I could have Fruit Loops no, sometimes. No, Fruit Loops, no Pops. I could have Fruit Loops sometimes, but not regular. I could have Cocoa Pops <laughs> sometimes, but not regular, right? My regular yeah. was like Wheat Bix and Corn Flakes. So what I used to do as an industrious young lad was sprinkle Milo mm. on my Corn Flakes. Yeah. So I can get like the chocolatey corn flaky thing. So like I think that Milo on cornflakes, I don't think I'm the only one who's done this, by the way. I think that this is like a whole underground movement. And if we can just find a spot in the top 10 for Milo on, on cornflakes, I think we will find we'll get a groundswell of support from the blockheads to move it up the rankings. Just I th- here's, my, here's my pitch, Greener. Just give it a shot. Yeah. Just give peace a chance. I'm going to, I'm going to have to be diplomatic here and look at it. Uh, okay. the, I'm going to have to go That's through all I'm the bylaws. All I'm going to have to go through the bylaws of the Milo rankings. Okay. Now, uh, looking at that, I don't think it meets the criteria of the Milo rankings because what you're actually talking about is the Milo powder mm. that's being added to another ingredient. So if you want to rank the Milo powder, you're more than entitled to, but I don't think you can rank it. But it doesn't come under Milo the drink. It doesn't come under Milo the drink where we're going to put it. Right, we're going to put it at number six, Milo the powder. But does that does Milo the powder also mean Milo on ice cream? That should be its own category. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll have to look at the sub laws. I think. Okay. Over we'll, the course, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get one of the secretaries to look at this because it's very important. Yeah. Can we get Vic? Can we get Victor on it? Exactly. Uh, the legal yes. ideas. Victor von Schroom in a chat. As to what can and can't be allowed in a Milo ranking. First, he has adding to... Milo to something does it count? First, he has to research what Milo actually is. <laughs> it's a drink. It's a well. It's not a. Again, here we go again. It's not a we drink. We go again. That's the problem. <clears throat> it's a product, Greeno. It's a tool. Yeah. It's a tool to enhance either beverages or solids, and you sprinkle it on things and mix it into things. That's what it is. Yeah. Spot on. Uh, number what are we okay. up to? Number four. four. Yeah. We, uh, number four. We had hot Milo. Now the reason that's not that's below the uh, cold Milo mm. is the fact that you don't get the sludge because the hot Milo melts it all down. There's that's no right. sludge then. That's Less fun. So hot, that Milo, hot Milo's good in winter in front of a fireplace or something like that. You'd go a Whack hot a marshmallow Milo. in it. Exactly. Yeah. Or get a Tim Tam. Get yourself a Tim yeah. Tam and suck it through the Milo through the Tim Tam. That's fine. We accept that. That's fine. Everyone's a winner. That's, but it still doesn't beat cold Milo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, from there, we've got uh, Milo the Rapper. Uh, he's sitting there at number five. Uh, we've got uh, Milo uh, Ventimilada. Uh, he's from uh, This Is Us. This the Is actor. Us, yes. Okay, yeah. At six. We've got the soon-to-be-dead dog uh, that didn't end up being put down, Milo, mm-hmm. uh, at number seven. And at number eight, do we have Milo from Milo and Otis? Number eight. So unfortunately, Milo from Milo and Otis has slipped. He, he was up at number two. Right. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, one of the more adorable uh, Milos from the pool of Milo. One of the more adorable Milos. But we found the sympathy for the soon-to-be dead dog Milo uh, outweighed the the dog from a movie so, from thirty-five years so ago, when, Milo. So when soon-to-be dead Milo dies, then he goes yeah. into the same realm as the dead Milo from Milo and Otis. And I think the dead Milo from Milo and Otis is more adorable than the soon-to-be-dead Milo from the current movie. So that would bump, in theory, that would bump Milo from Milo and Otis back up the rankings, wouldn't it? It could go back up the rankings. But then then it opens up the debate of do uh, do we have to open up a Milo Hall of Fame for the posthumous? (laughs) What are we talking about Milo for? We've got to be going eight minutes. Milo Hall of Fame. 
maybe that's maybe that's the ticket in for Milo Yiannopoulos. Someone has to shoot him first. <laughs> it's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we are in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slurricane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet, we also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I, I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian dick crazy? <laughs> you. <laughs> Why do you, you have to ruin my evening? Like I, I was just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat, so you're not enjoying it? No, <laughs> dude. Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. And I oh, hate come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so, subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yes, back at the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. You are correct if you were just looking. I was just looking at the rundown mm. and I'm like, did we spend all of segment two? <laughs> Talking about Milo wow. rankings, yes, <laughs> but now, now you've That's introduced now you've introduced the dynamic of the. Now we're going to ruin segment three. Now you've introduced the dynamic of a Milo Hall of Fame. This opens up a whole new world of discussion. So now, eventually, <laughs> our show will just become about Milo. So uh, if we don't get a sponsorship from Milo at some point, I'll think that you know something's wrong here. But we can talk about the Milo rankings, but then we need an equal length discussion about which Milo's on the Milo ranking should eventually be inducted into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, 
I think uh, obviously we need to put that to the. It's, it's kind of like the the Hall of Fame ballot in the MLV. I think we need to put it out to our six listeners, ah, and unless a particular Milo gets ninety percent of the vote, right. they're not in the Milo Hall of Fame. But do we still um, get to so overrule that? Because haven't hasn't it occurred in the past where the baseball fans will vote for somebody and then the MLB is like, nah, hasn't that happened before? Uh, not so much because it's the baseball writers that vote for the Hall of Fame. But but I think we have veto power. Right. So if someone tries to sneak, you know, Miley Yiannopoulos in there, then you know, unless he's dead, I can't see it happening. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely have veto power. But I think what we do, maybe we do it as like a, as part of Unity Day. Oh, as oh, that's when we get a Milo stand we, at Unity Day now. Milo stand, and then that's when we do because only one inductee per year, Damo. Mm. Um, Gee, so imagine Milo. Imagine and, if we could get. Uh, Imagine if we could get the box that Milo from Milo and Otis was buried in, Milo the rapper, Milo the actor, and Milo Yiannopoulos, and then a cold glass of Milo drink all on stage together. (laughs) And have people vote. The the inaugural inductee (laughs) in the Milo Hall of Fame. Exactly. Wouldn't it be fantastic? It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. Uh, I'll tell you what else is great, Damo. Uh, MLB trade season. The the season's been all fucked up. Hmm. Uh, so far this year, they're only playing sixty games. You know, COVID's fucked it up for everyone. Yeah. But I tell you uh, what, what COVID won't stop. What's that? Crazy Uncle Jerry Depoto. Crazy Uncle Jerry Depoto. He's my favorite. He's my favorite baseball personality. Crazy Uncle Jerry. He's unbelievable. And uh, it's been a pretty quiet trade deadline because you know they've doubled the amount of teams that can play in the playoffs, so more teams are in it. It's only a sixty-game season, so it's a bit of a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Um, most teams are like, nah, we'll we'll just kind of keep our players, and hopefully we make the playoffs, get a portion of that playoff cash, yep. and we'll worry about it in the off season. Worry about next Not year. Not crazy. Focus Uncle on Jerry. next year. Yep. He, he's a skinny stat man for me, please, sir. Absolutely, I can. I'm a stat man. This week, Crazy Uncle Jerry knocked off his 106th trade. That's right. He's traded. Not That's individual trades. That's not players traded. That's individual trades. He's made 106 of them. So God knows how many players he's traded. No, um, Jerry. Yeah, because a lot of those trades will be two and three players going either way. 100%. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, here's what he did this week. So he uh, he traded away uh, Dan Aldevila and uh, Daniel Vogelback. Um, they were the only Mariners who were on the active roster in 2000, before 2011. That's right. Last year, they were the only <laughs> players left on the roster in 2011. Imagine being these two players sitting there since you've been there since 2011 and crazy Uncle Jerry DePoto is running the team. Every single season, they must walk in and go, wow, you're still here? Wow, you're still here? Fucking hell, man. Wait. <laughs> Uh-oh, we've lost Greeno again. I don't know what something's happening here. What it is, ain't it? You want me back? There we go. There we go. Gotcha. Uh, sorry, I messed up that line. 2019, not 2011. Oh, wow. 2000. <laughs> a year. Last year. So he's recycled the team. Like, see, in sports management, right? Like, I'm no sports manager. Don't get me wrong. But as an observer of sports yep. like you are, Greeno, to completely recycle yep. and refresh a team can, depending on the sport, let's just call it right. Generally speaking, you're looking at like it can be anywhere from a, you know, four to eight year process to completely regenerate a squad, right? To turn over the squad. That's right. Yeah. 
He's Jerry's done it done in it two. In less than 12 <laughs> He's done it in one year. <laughs> and, and they only played Multi- for like a month and a half so far this but, year. He's but that's, that's the thing. He's done it in one year. This time, he's done it multiple yeah. times now. <laughs> yeah. he's man. And a good example of that is uh, with one of the trades that happened this week, Austin Adams became the 29th player that was traded for and was traded away by Jerry DePoto. <laughs> 29 players have come in to the squad since Jerry took over yeah. and then been traded back out. Wow. Um, there's been uh, three players that have had that happen to them three times with Jerry DePoto. Three times? So he's traded in three yep. players in and out of the team three times. That's right. Uh, Malik Smith and Ro- uh, Rowenus Elias, and there was another one as well. I, I can't seem to find on the list. I, I need but to ask this. I need to ask this as a real, genuine question: Is Jerry Depoto just like we say? Like we joke and say he's crazy, Uncle Jerry Depoto. Is he just like the ultimate moneyball guy? Like, so is he making money on every trade or something? Like, how is this? Work? Why is he doing this? Uh, well, the fact that the Mariners haven't made the playoffs in the better part of twenty years leads me to believe I don't know why he's doing it. Um, because it's not leading to any success. It's not improving the team. They're not making a whole bunch of cash. Like the, the point of the point of the game is you trade, you want to get young assets to then they all come up together. So then you have a successful period, you make the playoffs. And then you, and then as, and then as they start to like, once your uh, window, like once your championship window starts to close, you start trading off the older guys for younger prospects again. Spot on. He doesn't do that. He just trades everyone. He never gives I just, I wonder, like, I wonder if he's like getting kickbacks from fucking player managers or something. You know, like, I, you, serious, I'm serious. I'm being serious. Is he treating his team like a halfway house for drug addicted single mothers? Like, they would just bring them in and then kick them out Go again, right? Bring them in, yeah. kick them out, bring them in, kick them out. Send them off. Exactly. Is it a methadone clinic, the Seattle Mariners? <laughs> Could be. Seriously. But the way they're playing. It's, it's, a, it's a high chance. Remember the good old days? Uh, remember a, the days of the Seattle Mariners with fucking Randy Johnson on the mound? Remember how much ass they kicked back then? They were uh, a yeah, fucking well, formidable. Johnson, you had, um, yeah, yeah, well, Troy, Troy, is Troy in the chat? Yeah, Troy's in the chat on Periscope, I think. Yeah. Um, not only, you know, Randy Johnson, it was, you know, the whole team. You had Ken Griffey Jr., one of the greatest players of all time. You had... <laughs> Unity Troy's just like, commented in the chat, your feeble minds can't understand his genius. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel for Troy as a sad Mariners fan. Oh, is he a Mariners fan? Is he? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I said, yeah, he's Troy in the chat. Wow. See, I'm an, I'm an Oakland fan, so I like that... Like, trades and stuff is fine with me. I don't have any problem with trades. Like, you know, as long as you're getting somewhere. The thing with Oakland is they outperform more years than not, right? For the the size of the team they are and the amount of money they have, more often than not, they are higher than they should be, right? Than they're rated. So, like, you can accept that. But here you have Seattle. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Seattle is not like a small ball team, are they? Like, they're a fucking big team, right? Yeah, well, yeah, reason, reasonably like reasonably successful big. financially. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't but, call them a small market team. No, exactly. Not like Oakland is. Like the Oakland A's are a fucking hmm. small team, especially in California when you've got like the Dodgers and the Angels and shit. So like <laughs> fucking Mariners though. <laughs> like they're just trading people in and out, in and out. Have you ever heard that thing in sports, Greeno, we have to let the team gel? <laughs> 
That doesn't Jerry exist. doesn't give a fuck about that. Fuck there's, no, there's no gel there for Jerry. Wow. <laughs> and crazy. again, that's why they haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. Yeah. Uh, Damo, let's quickly get to AFL court dates before we get to the important things. Like, we've, we've rang this, uh, this show, the return of BE. Yeah. And not only do we have the return of the BE, we've got the first ever double barrel Troy, Troy segment plus BE segment back to back to end our show. Excellent. So we're well, going out with a bang. Let's do the court dates first, though. Yeah. Uh, today it was announced that uh, two Richmond players have been caught up in a fight outside a Gold Coast strip club. Uh, the <laughs> two players, Sydney Stack and Callum Coleman Jones, were involved in an altercation last night after being evicted from Hollywood Showgirls uh, on the Glitter Strip, Orchard uh, Avenue. Uh, that'll happen. Apparently, they were arrested. This is the police statement. Uh, police arrested two men following a disturbance at Service Paradise earlier this morning. Around 3.30 a.m., officers responded to reports of two men aged 20 and 21 involved in a physical altercation on Orchard Avenue. Mm. Uh, they sustained facial injuries as a result of the incident. Now, were, they, they, were, issued. were they fighting each other? Yeah, they were. So they uh, decided to say, this is a chook. Yes. We'll order a yes. Kebab. They ordered a kebab, then they fought, they fucked up their kebabs, and then they had to go back and buy some new kebabs. Oh, and then they got arrested. That's my kebab. I didn't order onion. I wanted to bully. Fuck you, motherfucker. Your mother's a whore. Next thing you know, they're bashing each other on the street in front of a Gold Coast strip club. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. Fantastic. I- I'm glad the uh, Queensland government gave exemptions to AFL players to fly up there. Absolutely. So <laughs> and I'm glad that the grand final for the AFL is going to be held in the very same state. That's not that wonderful. <laughs> exactly. Congratulations. Uh, Damo, that's enough. That's enough of our silliness. Let's get to the good stuff. Now, okay. we've been talking about uh, Troy's FM segments mm-hmm. uh, for the last couple of weeks. FM now, Radio. Be- Tune in to the starting block here on 100.000 FM. Head down to the local Hooters down there in Preston's. Look for the rock van where you can score yourself a cold can of Pepsi, a meat tray, and potentially $5 in cold hard cash right here on 100.000 FM. <laughs> well done. Uh, so basically, uh, Troy's, uh, Troy's an award-winning producer. So mm. we're like, well, any suggestions you've got to make this show more popular? Because we haven't been in the chartable rankings for weeks. So we're like, we need to get back on board. We need to, we need to focus. We need to, to bring back what the, what the punters want. Mm. And uh, we trust Troy to know what the punters want. Correct. And this week, he's come up with a, a segment called uh, Death Scene or Money Shot. So uh, the, the context of this particular segment is uh, we're going to play a clip. Mm-hmm. This one, this one's for the this one's for the punters in okay. the in the chat. So in the chat. you yeah. guys, so th- we know the answers. So it's it's nice and easy. But we're, we're gonna play. You know, let's play three. We won't do five this week. We'll do three this week. Maybe we'll send this over five okay. weeks. In okay. Because we've got fifteen to get through. So just pick two of one, one of the other, whatever it may be. Okay. So uh, you, the, so we'll we'll make this rule in the chat. Press one in the chat if you think the noise you hear is uh, a death scene like from a movie mm-hmm. or whatever, press two in the chat yep. if you think it's a money shot, i.e. the moment of orgasm during a porno film. So you have to decide cool. one or the other. So one in the chat for death scene, murder scene, whatever, two in the chat yep. for money shot orgasm. All right. All right. Okay. So uh, I've got I've got the list from number one through to 15, Damo. So okay. can we start with uh, maybe scene number one, please? Okay, sir. scene number one. Let's go. Okay, that's a kind of a tricky one to hear. Let's try it again one more time. Okay, so what do you think? Number one, 
Press one in the chat if you think that's a uh, <laughs> if that's a death scene. Press two in the chat if you think death it's scene, a money yeah. shot. Money shot. That's right. Yeah. So uh, let's, we'll give people we need some thinking music for death scene or money shot. We'll, we'll okay. work on that for next week. No, you, I can do it so right. I can do it right now. Yeah, exactly. I can do it right now for you. Yeah. So we'll do some we'll do some thinking music. Why not? We'll fucking destroy the show again. Who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here we go. The the miracles of science, Greeno. There you go. So Monica saying two in the chat. Victor Von Schroom saying one in the chat. So Monica thinks it's a good shot. Okay. And and Amberlina saying both. Both of them. Uh, B B saying ha ha fuck. Now, Uh, if if you say both. I assume that means two. If you're saying both, does that mean that the person came while they were being murdered or while they were murdering somebody? Is that what that means? Snuff film from Amberlina. Snuff film. That's the answer. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, All right. so the big reveal, Greeno, what, what was it? Uh, that one was a death scene. That a one was from scene. Game of Thrones, Damo. Ah, who so, died? Do we know who died in that scene? Or Can you give me that? Or uh, uh, Troy, Troy will get back to us uh, back on to that us. one. Okay. Right. Uh, let's go to let's go to the last scene, scene number fifteen, Damo. Okay, scene number fifteen. Let's have a listen to this. <laughs> now that's a very intense one. We'll play it one more time so you can have a listen. Remember number oh, one in the chat. If you think it's a death scene, number two in the chat, if you think it's a money shot. It's a good one. Oh, this is, that's actually, this is actually scene 14, by the way, Greeno, just to let you know. I've hit the wrong one. I've hit, I've hit the wrong one. Okay, so have some thinking music. Victor Montreux saying two, he's saying money shot. Money uh, shot. Amberlina saying two, money shot. Iceman saying one death scene. And we've got Phobia Carreras saying two. That's a horrific, for the, all the people saying money shot, that's a horrific money shot. Now, if it is a money shot, I'll give you a, a round of applause for getting it right that it's a money shot. But if it's a money shot, I also, my mind automatically jumps to the fact that you must have some freaky sex. Because <laughs> Monica's saying one death scene. Okay, as well, see, to me that sounds like death, pure death. But if you're yeah. if you're listening to that and then answering two, that means that you are into some fucking freaky shit. And please do not ever DM me <laughs> because if this sounds like an orgasm to you, let's go. If this if this is something you've heard in the bedroom. Greeno, if this is something that you're accustomed to and like, oh yeah, that's a money shot, then please do not do not ever get in touch with me ever again. <laughs> maybe you're maybe you're more of the rapey kind. I don't know. <laughs> Greeno. Damo, uh, number 14, the answer is that was a money shot from the film <laughs> Goodwill Hunter. Uh, did I just did I just call play. did I just call the majority of our small audience rapists, Greeno? <laughs> you did, David. Excellent. You, okay. Six, Which one do you want listeners. next? Uh, let's let's go <laughs> scene number two then. Scene number two. All right, let's have a listen. Yeah, this will be the last one. Get to be easy. Okay.
Okay, that was a. It sounds like a text. It sounds like a speech based one. You know, some mm. people speak when they money shot. Some people speak when they murder. So it's a tricky one. Let's have a listen again. Yeah. Okay, all right. A bit of panting there. Yeah. So we do the thinking music. One in the chat for Death Scene. Two in the chat for Money Shot. Nah. How's this segment going thus far, Damo? Sorry? How do you, how's this segment going? How do you think this segment's going thus far? Uh, I, I it's, think it's, it's going, going all right. It's, okay, going about as, ones. it's going about as well as we could have predicted it to go. And I hope, <laughs> I hope that it continues for many weeks to come. This is the beauty of uh, of Troy's FN segment because mm-hmm. even if it, it dies on its ass like kid or kid, it still ends up being entertaining somehow. <laughs> All right, we've got some results coming in. Phobic, Phobic Cruise uh, with a go- one, Amberlene with a two, Iceman with a two, Monica with a one. Uh, Amberlina's two for two, so she's going for the clean sweep, Greeno, Amberlina. Ooh, Amberlina's going clean sweep. What, what she's, uh, she's picked money shot. Excellent. Money shot, okay. All right, let's uh, let's reveal the results. Do you want to play that again before we reveal the the results there, Damo? Sure thing. We'll Scene play, number two. We'll play it one more time. Big drum roll. Can somebody get the perfect round? Okay, what do you say? That was a death scene oh, from a movie called The Mangler, Damo. Ah, death scene. Nice, Gary. Death scene. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> segment. Troy's, Troy's FM segment. Uh, we've, we've got another five weeks of death scene or money shot ready. Oh, ready to wait. It's all, it's all loaded, Damo. Looking um, forward to it. Just good to see. Uh, we're going to end the show with what we've, we've teased mm. in our title, mm-hmm. the illustrious return of BE. And like we said, his lovely wife, unfortunately, had a, a freak accident um, probably about six, seven weeks back. She's on the road to recovery, thankfully. Shout out um, to the two, Magrino. Like, Best wishes. Hope everything's yeah. going well for you. Very much so. And, and uh, she must be well enough for him to sneak into his uh, wardrobe where he records the the lovely BE report. Mm-hmm. Um, and I figure what better way to, to wrap up the show than the illustrious return of Mr. Brad Everly, sir. Let's do it. So, um, by the way, uh, follow Greeno at the starting block one word because we'll just go straight out of the show. This is the way. This is the grand finale for us. So, uh, follow B E. Peak. Yep. Uh, at Brad underscore Everly. Follow Greeno at the starting block one word. Drop the K at the end. Follow me at Boogie Bumper. Uh, don't forget to follow our friends. Wife censored. UK Neil was in the chat before. Uh, at Real Person PLTCS. Unity Troy as well. Uh, thank you to everyone for joining us tonight. I'll be back later tonight at 6 p.m. East Coast time, Greeno, for the Friday night edition of the Daily Boogs. Um, until next week, we'll see you then, huh? See you guys next week. All right, bye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Bay Report. I'm back. Look out. Come on. All right. Um, I want to start off this week by um, a quick apology for my recent hiatus. Um, as you're all well aware, my wife KT had a pretty bad accident and broke her leg and required a few surgeries. So she's eight weeks into recovery and phase two of her rehabilitation. So she wanted to send a quick cheerio and say thanks to everyone who sent the well wishes and kind words. Very appreciative of it all. Um, hopefully she's, um, fully recovered soon. So thanks for that. Um, I've been quite busy with the family life, obviously, and um, the work life and the kids and stuff like that. And I'm currently 40% recovered from the flu and 20% sleep deprived and 40% hungover, but I'm not complaining. Okay.
Um, thank you to Troy, Unity Troy, for producing extra content while I was away. Um, podcast reviews, uh, content, production, all of the highest order. Thanks very much, Chief. Appreciate that one. Um, Boogie and Greeno for signing my leave form and always producing the best quality in the show week after week. Just goes to show that you don't need me for this sort of stuff. You just need me to hijack people's phones and climb the charts. Um, happy to do that. Cool. Thanks. So after a long break break from the show, uh, I think it's only fitting that I action one of many podcast reviews that were requested over the weeks. Um, I'd like to start off with um, the family, the Rural Family Lawyer podcast. Um, we spoke of it a few weeks back about what was actually involved. Was it, you know, who owns the water tank or where the fence should go or who owns part of the creek and all that sort of stuff. Um, so to put it plain and simple, sweet fuck all. <laughs> There's nothing in this sort of stuff. Um, the host is a self-proclaimed podcast addict. His name's Andrew McCormack. He's a senior associate and an accredited family law specialist based in Toowoomba, Queensland. Now, his aim was to bring us an informative podcast about family law um, for the general public and for general practitioners. Um, the pod I listened to was an introductory podcast that he opens by saying, um, I thought I'd start a little uh, with a little bit about me. Um, I'm not going to sit here and talk about myself, which is, that's fair, you know. But I guess the listeners should know a little bit about the host, right? So, oh, Mr. McCormack over here, he gets someone to interview him instead. <laughs> okay, so this goes for the whole episode. It's it's twelve minute episode. The old technicality. I guess you're not you're not bragging unless someone asks you the questions because it'd be rude not to answer, right? <laughs> Fuck me. Now. As always, we review these podcasts as they have made their way into the top 250 charts on Chartable, and, and we want to listen and learn, and, and we want to try and understand how they become so successful. And in turn, I guess, we, we learn and we get into the charts ourselves, right? So how has the Family Lawyer podcast gained, the Rural Family Lawyer podcast, excuse me, gained such popularity? Well, I'm fucked if I know. <laughs> I really, I honestly do not know how this got into the charts. There's only one episode that was released on October 8, 2017. That's right. One episode. 2017. And all it is is an interview. So I'm someone interviewing the host. There's no law advice or rural fucking chit chat. It's just an interview about his education and his career. What? Mr. McCormack closes with, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks very much for your time. No. No, fuck you, McCormack. You wasted my time. And there ain't no talking to us soon about it. You haven't, you haven't done a podcast since 2017, bro. What's going on? So, due to the lack of information and other non-existent episodes, the Rural Family Lawyer goes straight to the bottom of the starting block podcast rankings. I must also add that uh, while I was away, Troy did a review on the Another Word for Lesbian podcast, and it was like, oh my god, I mean, shut the fuck up. That was shit too. But the reason that they're not on the bottom is because they've done more than one episode. Eat that, McCormack. So, 
Um, I guess it's up to promo time. Um, me plus three for TSB. Um, head on over to iTunes podcast app on your smartphone or desktop and subscribe to the starting block. Five stars, fully sick review, all that sort of stuff. Peter, etc., etc. So share the revolution on your socials with the hashtag me plus three for TSB. Um, steal your friend's phones like I did. That was awesome. That worked heaps well. Um, I want to know who are the three people that you have subscribed to the Studying Block podcast. Feed me. Who are they? I want to know. I want to promote. So I know who has. Person by the name of Blockhead since day one. He says, not a listener. He, she, could be. Sorry if I offend. I was told the best way to enjoy the show was to subscribe but not listen. It's a winning formula so far. I can't recommend it enough. You know what? Bang on, day dot blockhead. Good to have you on board. Now, I'm not really sure when I'll be back um, with the next BE report, but um, hopefully it'll be next week. We'll see how we go. Um, I want to leave you with the usual final thought. If two redheaded people conceive a boy, then he will grow up to be a gingerbread man. Think about it. Think long and hard. Hey, Until how you guys time. doing? This is Jonathan Lipnicki. Uh, you may have seen me in the movie Jerry Maguire. Um, I'm just kicking back with my pistachios. Is that something that you guys do on your podcast? I like I like I like almonds personally, but I'm gonna kick back with my almonds and I'm ready for another episode of the Starting Block. Good luck with your podcast, guys. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but I? Somebody will sit down and tell you the truth. Hey, Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you'll have a heavy bag? <laughs> You're listening to The Starting Block on TAVshow.com.